welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie Alien one minute at a time. I'm John Engel. And I'm Mitch Bryan, and today we're looking at Minute 85, which begins with Ash's head being reconnected and Parker um, asking, how come the company sent us a goddamn robot? And it ends with Ash's reanimated head opening its eyes. We're joined again, finally, Friday, last day, by Violet Luca, the digital editor of Film Comment and a regular contributor to Sight and Sound and to Brooklyn Magazine and also the host of the Film Comment podcast. Welcome back. Hi. Happy Friday. You want to tell us a little bit more about the Film Comment podcast? I'd actually like to know um, how it even came about. Like, who, 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 had, who had this bright idea? Well, it's funny because, um, so I actually, I worked briefly, I mean, well, maybe like a year and a half or so for WNYC, editing for them on a morning show. And so I really, when I started working um, uh, more full-time with Film Comment, uh, I really wanted to do a podcast, but the problem was that um, a lot of people, this was probably back in 2013, um, and people, I think, they knew what they were, but like people were sort of afraid to go on them. And so the first one we did was Shoah, which had Jay Hoberman and Joshua Oppenheimer, the director of uh, The Act of Killing, uh, on, uh, talking about Shoah. And so, um, yeah, uh, it's like we, I sort of tried to get it going like as a monthly thing or even like a bi-monthly thing and people just really didn't want to participate. And then earlier this year, um, we tried doing it again. And I think, um, people now are familiar with the format or familiar with the concept and, you know, they are conf- more conf- like they know that if they say something stupid or that they you know they can give notes and I can cut things out or just feeling or you know there was just a it just became more of a norm and so yeah we've really had a good time you know having a lot of contributors on you know having authors you know like A.O. Scott or David Ford will come on and discuss their books and ideas around their books and yeah it's been a lot of fun and generally we try to get things maybe they're happening in New York but also that are going to travel at some point or you know based around new releases or just ideas that are sort of universal so you know you can just drop in and listen or you can listen to everything so yeah I've had an absolute blast listening to it great thank you <laughs> Mitch I was going to say in your introduction you referred to Ash's head as reanimated was that an accident or <laughs> were you making a direct uh, reference to what I consider the ultimate disembodied head movie reanimator. I guess it was just like lurking in my subconscious. Yeah. It's kind of like the baby in a bottle, you know, at the freak show. A, a head on a table, it's always good. It's like grappling hooks or jetpacks in movies. It's always going to, you know, you're going to get something for it. Yeah. Um, we do have one of the most inelegant cuts in cinema history, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, but we can start with, a little, you know, the ADR of why would the company send us a goddamn robot? And I will say that some of that is to make up for the fact that so much information in the script, so much exposition was in that initial screen conversation with Mother, and that got pared down to next to nothing. Right. And I do also know that there were some real... Uh, technical problems with this whole head business and so there were they reshot some of this stuff and i think they probably realized that they had to um do some explaining off camera well and one quick note mitch uh this weapons division line I, it was sometime back i believe when tom taylor from the indiana jones minute was on and you said 
that this line was in this movie and I shut you down and I said, no, that's not until Aliens. Oh, really? <laughs> I wanted to fess up oh, that you were John, right. <laughs> you are so noble and yeah. uh, forthcoming. I, I, just, I didn't even remember that. Kind of like that conversation over beers. But right, it's awesome. right. Just wanted to point out that, yes, I was wrong. There is, I'm sure somebody is going to tell us about that anyway. But um, yeah, this, so these are, this is a point where the ADR exposition is welcome considering what was in the script mitch you said you were just saying this mother that mother scene was so much more laborious and full of exposition i'm more than happy to have cut that down to that simple information of what the order was and crew expendable and save this stuff for now but i might make a case for the fact that at least it's off camera i mean we're busy watching this other stuff going on and so those lines come in and they you know they fill in a couple of gaps but we don't have to cut to somebody actually saying that or somebody you know reacting to it um but violet you were saying something about the design of the uh i don't know what we what do we call them the guts of this thing well i just love that they're little again it's like you know we're we're dealing with um you know, this is in the future and we're dealing with this improbable technology that looks like no other technology in, uh, mo you know, movies really before or since this, where it's like, you know, what is inside this robot besides a lot of white goo? You know, these little globes, you know, these little tendrils of what might be fiber optic cable. Like, it's just, it's, you know, it's sort of, again, this idea where it's sort of organic, but also definitely mechanical and otherworldly, but also, you, you know, th these are these are recognizable shapes that vaguely approximate organs or, you know, like tendons or something like it's just I, I love it's so brief, but I love this little peek inside, uh, you know, what's inside of his neck. And, you know, it, it, obviously that there are no circuit boards, that there is nothing really obvious or identifiable in what makes him tick. But if you just give him a little jolt here and there, he, you know, reanimates, let's say. <laughs> well, there's something, too, about the impassive zoom. It's a it's a it's a, mm. just a tiny little zoom that then gets interrupted, as seems to be the strategy all through this movie. There are these mechanical impassive zoom ins or zoom outs. And about the time that we can register aesthetically what's going on, they cut out of them. Uh, and it's I think it's yet yet one more trick that to just sort of assert that storyteller presence uh in an unconventional or unexpected way uh and and they're done beautifully all right so i guess we better talk about this head and talk about this cut because this is so this is the point in the movie and even it's going to carry over into next week a little bit uh this is the point where i'm going to be critical of this movie uh this is even considering the time this movie was made i feel like they could have done this better than they did this cut is just bad to me. And I can very quickly, you know, having never made a, a feature length film, I can still, I feel like I could cut this in a way that would be far more convincing and age better uh, and just work better. And it would just require one cut, a reverse shot of the back of his head and her slamming her fist down and cut back on the sound of the fist hitting the table and you've got ash. I'm not sure why they chose to do it this way, but Mitch, you think you have a theory. Well, about that. I think that there's, if you look at where the cut happens, there's a move across camera. It's not a full wipe of camera, but it's a, a semi wipe of camera that's supposed to coincide with the switch. And I'm sure the intention was let's do it in one 
you know, let's make it look like we've the head's coming back to life and we haven't had to, you know, cut away. But yeah, it's such an obviously phony, inelegant move. The only one maybe in the entire movie. Uh, but it's at a kind of crucial point and you kind of can't get away from the fact that it's a guy's head stuck through the table. But maybe they figured everybody's going to know that What no matter what you do to get there. I don't know. Violet, did it, did it, did it bother you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, <laughs> that's the most interesting yeah I've ever heard. Yeah, it sucks because like you say, it's um everything else about this film is just like so wonderful, like so tightly put together in terms of like composition, editing. And then this is just like, it's just, it's weird, you know, it's just, it's, it's, um, and there's really no good, I can't really rationalize it away where it's, you know, I mean, even the, um. I even take issue with how the quote-unquote dead uh, head is like the way that looks because it's just like so it's just so obviously like a crappy life cast. Yeah, like it's yeah. not even a good life cast. Where <laughs> and so it's just like why couldn't you have just turned the camera another way or just like we don't really need like this is you don't really need to see this you know like you don't need to see her like giving little shocks or at least if you do you don't need to see him from this angle to to bring the head back to life so it's it it was it was strange but i don't know it it made it more of a it just makes it unnecessarily a b or a little hammerish or like it's like well why you know but yeah we're on the ride at least we're all still excited to be watching the movie and so we kind of can i guess if you're going to forgive a movie somewhere uh forgiving it sort of towards the end of the third act is not a bad place because you're deep enough into the movie that you kind of still want to see how everything turns out. And I am kind of curious about what he has to say because we haven't got any exposition from Mother or really from anybody else. Man, I feel like I could just go on and nitpick <laughs> about this, how they could have sold this. Even Violet, I agree with you about the camera. I agree that there should have been a reverse shot. I think that all kinds of things, even if you were going to commit to this one angle, there's so many ways you could. Why do? Why are they so dead set on smushing down the skin and have it sitting up straight? Like that would have sold it. Had you let the skin, if they could cover C-3PO's abdomen with wire and make it look mechanical, you could have, you know, obstructed the view of his neck that way underneath and had a little skin sitting up. So it's kind of offset. Little things that would have sold this so much better. But they committed to this like straight shot, straight head. Uh, it's troubling to me a little bit, but Mitch, you're right. I think this is the free pass moment for Alien. This is the one get out of jail free card you get. You're at that point. You're totally sold on the movie. Um, and going back, I go all the way back actually again to that night where we had beers after Alien. I remember how your students responded to this moment. It was laugh. It was a lot of laughter. Yeah, it's a lot of laughter. It was not taken seriously for that moment, but I think they were right back on board once he started talking. In this moment, you know, when the, when I, I like that she's, you know, she's got the soldering iron, the looking thing sort of jolting him back to life. And Parker's not game to wake him up at all. He doesn't kind of doesn't care. And I think that is a question that if you're going to have this scene, maybe the audience is asking, too. So I think that's where Parker comes in and Ripley gives us a, a very pat, you know, well, maybe he knows how to kill it. Lambert says that. Does Lambert say I that? I think Lambert says I that. I thought it was Ripley. I think we got to score a, one more for Lambert. That's what I'm going to believe in my heart, even if it isn't true. Well, let me ask you this, though. Why would we believe for one second that he would tell them? <laughs> yeah, it's not whether he knows how to kill yeah. him. It's whether he'd tell him. Yeah, I don't know. Because we want to. Because we yeah. want him to. We're hoping. They're desperate. We're hoping. You know, how does, how does the bride get out of that? 
She gets buried in the box in Kill Bill. She gets out because we want her to get out. So we want to hear what he has to say. I mean, even though it is, uh, you know, it's a terrible cut, I do love how this composition ends up being, though. I do love that it's the way that it's set up where it's like, you know, his head is just like his head right next to his body and still all these weird guts spilling out of it. And it's it's almost like a it's like a weird like a medieval painting or like an anatomical yeah. painting. It's just so it's it like with all this, you know, all the gunk covering his face. It's just so it's like weirdly kind of like a. This this is so overused, but sort of like Bosch, like Hieronymus Bosch, that something like, you know, there's something kind of filthy and um, messy, but also in, like beautifully composed about it and, and hellish. So I, I, they could have done it better. They could have gotten to that point better. But when they get there, it is, I think, wonderful. Yeah, all those Dutch paintings of of um, what people had for dinner, everything sitting on the on the table, and you know what tobacco they're using, and what fruits they're they've eaten, and what fish yeah. they just had. <laughs> this is that version of it, which is really funny, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, do you have any final thoughts, uh, Violet? You want to talk about you can you can talk about anything that's come before or, or come after if you if you have any <laughs> closing thoughts about this. You did watch the director's cut first, didn't you? Yes, I did. And then did you, were you able to catch up to the other version or did you only see the director's version? No, I, I watched this one um, too. Uh, I watched the, or I watched the original one. Um, I really, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm generally against directors going back and revising things unless it was, you know, a real catastrophe or unless they really like ran out of money. And I, and I think the, I, I, I do, I think I do prefer the theatrical cut, the original version. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I sort of said everything I had to say when you, when you first, uh, when I was first on and you asked me sort of what my impressions of the film was watching it for the first time. Like this is, this is a really wonderfully told, you know, this visually, well, except for this part, visually, uh, wonderful, um, very tight sci-fi horror film. And, uh, it's a shame more people... You know, it's like one of those films where everyone's supposedly inspired by it, but they're not really taking what's important from this film, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a, every even the parts that I knew were coming. I felt surprised. Uh, and the parts that I didn't know, like the in-between moments were definitely very riveting and very um yeah, it was just fun to watch. So I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad uh, I was on. So I had an excuse to watch it and really think about it. So, yeah. Yeah, we're really glad that you came into the show. And the fact that you're, I think, the first guest that we've had who hadn't seen the movie prior to talking about it. And and, and I say this often, you know, I, I envy you because you only get to see a movie for the first time once. So, you know, it's pretty cool that you got to you got to see it and come talk about it so so soon after you've seen it. Yeah, no, very true. All right. Well, thanks, Violet, for coming on. Um, you want to tell people one last time to uh, where they can find you online? Please visit filmcomment.com. Uh, you can find uh, things I've written, the podcast, um, all the really wonderful, you know, 50 plus years of things other people have written uh, online or selections of it. Uh, and then you can also follow me on Twitter at Unbutton My Eyes. We are, of course, at AlienMinute.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at AlienMinutePod. Uh, go to our Facebook page and chime in on the discussion. 
Uh, I also want to give a shout out to some of our other Minute podcasts. We like to do this occasionally. Uh, of course, there's the the original, the Star Wars Minute. There's the Indiana Jones Minute, Goodfellas Minute, uh, Jaws Minute. Mitch, help me. I'm starting to forget. Back Ra- to the Future. Back to the Future Minute, Wrath of Khan Minute, and Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Minute. Yeah. And the two-minute Terminator. There's also a clueless minute called As If out there, if you are game to go down that road. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, that's so that's the end of 85. Uh, we'll see you next week with a new guest for minute number 86.